I think we got it, Sonny. So, what's up, Sonny? Hey, you're not going to do your intro thing? No, I'm doing it, okay? We're going with it. Right. <laughs> I wanted you to say hi first. Okay, hello. <laughs> okay, so this is the Digital Bounds Podcast, episode 24. Uh, with me, of course, is uh, Sonny, and I'm Leon, and... Uh, my Twitter handle is Leon Hitchens, and Sonny's is Sonny Singh IO. Got it right? Yep. Okay, cool. So, what's up, Sonny? Anything interesting going on? Um, nothing too crazy. Hopefully, some stuff coming up soon. Some uh, ninjality related stuff. I can hope because uh, I kind of want to get back on the the train of writing for it. Yeah, got some got some cool stuff coming up for that for the blog features on that. So, so yeah. And I've just been I've been chugging along covering news. I've been a uh, there's this YouTuber. His name's TechSource. You know who he is? Uh, I th- I th- I've probably seen him. Why? Yeah, he does like uh, hardware reviews and stuff. He does like setups. Yeah. Yeah, he launched a new like blog. It's called TechSourceInt.com. Oh, okay. Is it? And when did he launch pro- it? Probably like three days ago, maybe two days ago. I think so. Yeah, there we go. It's like two days ago. Okay, I'm trying to find it. I can't find it though. Here, I'll link in the Slack. But um, he launched his new site, so I was kind of talking to him about working with him on the site. So that's kind of interesting. That was That'd really be cool. all I've been doing. So, like, writing for like, him or vice versa? Right. Writing for him, but also, like, doing collaborations with him. Okay, that'd be really cool. Just more content on both sides. Yeah, so I would do content for him, and he would do content for me occasionally. Like, the site's very simple, but I feel like it could... Like, I want YouTubers to stop doing this thing, oh, I'm going to launch a blog... Yeah, like each YouTuber just has his own kind of little block thing. Yeah, they don't I mean, like they don't even like link the two together. Yeah, the design is simple though. I don't I don't think I've seen his YouTube though. I've seen one with um like T T E K source. I think that's one. Oh, uh, his is like tech deals. He he has a site where he sells like all his review units on there. Yeah, like um and. What's that other guy that had that site where he sells his review units? Um, the Tech Ninja? Was it Kevin, the Tech Ninja? Yeah, he does it too. And it really bothers me that they do that. I mean, they're pretty good deals usually. So. Well, yeah, but like you get the device for free. And like, well, normally you get the devices for free. Like you review them and stuff. And then I just. Oh, I, I see what you're should... saying. Yeah. You should probably just do it in a giveaway instead. Giveaway or like don't like publicly sell them to like your your like you know caught, uh, your your viewers. Like I I just feel like that's just mm. seems like immoral almost. 
Yeah, because then, then, like, you're not telling these people, like, hey, I'm going to turn around and sell this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought, like, some of the stuff was just, just old, you know, phones and stuff that they had, like, not review units. Like, for that, it's fine. I guess. I just, I still don't. <laughs> I don't agree with it. Um, let's see. Anything else? Oh, I'm getting that, um, that smart desk. I'm pumped about it. Oh yeah, do you know when you're going to be getting it in? Um, I have the FedEx labels right here. I think Monday is the expected delivery date. Saturday or Monday. Okay, that's cool. So it's what the autonomous smart desk, right? Yeah. So Did you get the smart I have. If you look... Um, yeah, it's the thirty by fifty inches or whatever it is. Yeah, that sounds like the smaller one. 53 by 30. Um, I got like the walnut dark oak finish or whatever it is. And then a gray platform. And then I got the business edition with the accessory kit included. I have no idea what that is, but the desk itself is, is really cool though. The accessory kit has like the USB chargers and like bag organizers and stuff. Oh, okay. Kind of like cable management. Yeah, that's cool that they included in there. That's cool. I like. I'm just really excited for it because I don't really have a desk that I really like. Well, like, have you ever owned a standing desk? No, I've never owned a standing desk, but I do like the stand. So. Yeah, like. <laughs> I I don't like the initial ones that came out where you. You couldn't move them up and down because I'm no one's gonna stand for hours, but sometimes you just want to like you're just tired of sitting, yeah. Like, I feel like it's gonna be great for me sometimes. Like, the standing I won't use too often, but like if I bring Layton in the room with me and I'm like, man, I want to get some work done, I can put it in standing mode, have my laptop there, write a little bit, play with her, write a little bit because I'm not gonna be able to sit down in a chair, I'm gonna have to stand. Yeah. So you, I assume so you're going to write a, a review on it, right? Because I actually want to know how good it is because I'm considering on getting one. Um, you should email them. Yeah. But I will Maybe. do a video and written review. Okay, video would be best. Yes, I want to do like both. Like, you know how I did CES where I did the the video and then I had like a complimentary uh, written article. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I kind of want to like, I want to script it and then use that script as like the review and then kind of like do the video off the script, but like, you know, change it up as I go. Like, I don't have to follow the script 100%. Yeah, just like make sure you touch, touch with all the things you want to talk about. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do like you know those flashy like um, pan and zooms and uh, what do you call it like cool fades and everything. I don't want to do like all those like B roll shots. I want to do no, something you got, like yeah, you gotta buy a red camera. You gotta <laughs> theme out theme out your setup with black and red. You gotta do all that. <laughs> I should just do that, but I do want to. I'm gonna. Buy some uh, like uh, 
LED lights and put them on the underside of the thing. So I'm kind of pumped about that. Like I ordered all of that. And it should be, Monday should be the first one, and then the other stuff should come in, like, this Saturday, so. Okay, that's cool. Hype, hype. Um, let's see. You want to jump into the news now? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, I want to hear about Google Voice. I want you to tell me about Google Voice, what you think about it. Also, I still haven't received the update, because I use my Nexus 6P as my main daily driver, so I don't want to sign up for the beta um like the android beta but like i haven't used the google voice app in a long time so i've been just been using the hangouts integration what sucks about it is hangouts just a laggy app and it's just like really crappy in general um so if they made the google voice app like a really nice ui then this update that they're doing is going to be really good um and it also just makes it easier for people to find out about it so it's like its own service and its own app rather than something that's like, hey, sign up for Google Voice, then you access it in Hangouts, and just it gets really confusing, I feel like. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, um, I'm also on Project Fi. I'm on the Nexus 6P, but I am on the beta program, which means I have the Google Voice updated version. And the app feels like super snappy super quick it's nothing like hangouts it's just so much cleaner uh compact and uh faster really Mm -hmm. i feel like also like calling Um, through through the google voice app is a lot easier or just it looks like it would be easier it looks like it but at the same time i'm not sure Google Voice, I don't know. There's this weird thing about Google Voice. Like, I feel like it's a total iMessage killer, but at the same time, I feel like Google hasn't like fully embraced Google Voice. Like, they they left it there for what five years, and now they're updating it. Where, when I thought they released Project Fi, I thought they scrapped Google Voice and pulled the pro like the parts out of it for for uh, just Project Fi, but now they're updating it, so I don't know what they're going to do with Google Voice, if they're going to double down on it, or just kind of, like, send it to, like, the side again. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I'm glad that they're not just using it as kind of, like, a back-end thing for Project Fi anymore. It's, like, its own service again. Like, they're rising it up. Um, I don't see them, like... I don't see them like break, like taking it away again after releasing this redesign. I just at the same time I don't know how much they're gonna market it though. Like I want it to be an iMessage killer because it's cross-platform. So yeah, like I the Project Five version of it, like I use in my Gmail and I'm able to text everyone from any device. Like it's in my email and stuff. It's just like it's a little chat window, like Google Talk. Mm-hmm. I totally love that, but. Will I be able to use the Google Voice with my actual like Project Fi? I have I didn't set it up with my Project Fi. Oh, did you like sign up with a different on. account and, and your number? Well, I have my like personal Google Voice account from my Leon Hitchens at leonhitchens.com email. And then because I can't use Google apps with a Google Voice, I mean, you know, with a Project Fi, I have my like leonhitchens at gmail.com one. Oh, uh, okay. So That's kind of want, annoying. I didn't want to sign up through it. Yeah, so I didn't. I didn't know if it was going to mess it up. 
So I was worried, and I just used like my secondary Google Voice account. But so when you're with Project Fi, do you have to use Hangouts, or is it all built into the like the default um, messages and phone apps? You have to use Hangouts. Oh, okay. So you should be able to just use Google Voice then. I don't see why not. Yeah. I'm just a little worried that I'll like jumble up messages and stuff. So I didn't even try it. Because yeah. I know Hangouts, like, Hangouts is the like transfer like protocol. Like without Hangouts on your, your Android device, Project Fi, like Google Voice wouldn't work. Because if you go into like messages, the like default Android message app, you don't see any of your text messages there. Oh, okay. So they're literally using like Google Voice and Hangouts integration. That's really annoying though, yeah. just because how much the Google Hangouts apps like sucks. That's really annoying that they force you to use it. Well, luckily they kind of update it here and there. It's not like total garbage as it used to be. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Like I've, I've, I've gotten updates. It's gotten a little bit better, but. If you have a ton of conversations, it slows down. You have to like start deleting them. Um, that is true. But they have been doing like incremental updates to Google Voice, like the service itself, because I have been able to send um, MMS um, messages like for the past like couple of years. So um, I guess it maybe on some carriers didn't work, but that works and also I was able to like sign up um, for online services with my Google voice number and then I would get messages from the websites. So, because that didn't work before, but now it does. So I have been getting those like actual, updates from criminal. Is that actual Google voice proper or is that Google voice project Fi? Well, I'm, I've never used project Fi. That's just Google voice. Oh, I thought you were on project Fi. No, no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on, I used to be on T-Mobile, now I'm on AT&T, but I always just had to use my Google Voice number as it is. Mm, I see. You've never thought about moving to Project Fi? Um, I've considered it. Um, I don't know. I might try it out, but I'm also scared of, like, just moving my main number to it, because I don't know the process of, like, moving it back. Because Google says that you can't really move it back if you want it. Well, you can, like, it's a simple transfer process, like, it's just if you close your account, you have to, like, keep your account open until you remove your number off. Okay, so if I get off Project 5, then I'd be able to just have it how I uh, have Google Voice right now? Yeah, like, you just, you would have to, like, re-sign up with a new number, so, like, what you have to do is set up a second account a second Google Voice account, import your old Google Voice number to that account. And then it would bring in, so then you'd be assigned a new Google Voice number temporarily. And then you import your actual real phone number to your, like, account. So Google well, Voice would be your, your your actual number, like your primary number. So would I keep my same Google account? That just seems confusing. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it is confusing because if you want to keep that Google Voice number that, that you have right now, so you have your primary number and then you have your Google Voice number. To keep that okay. Google Voice number, you have to transfer it to a secondary Google Voice account. 
So pretty much um, Google has a messaging issue. They have like what, seven apps? <laughs> like, like Google Voice, Hangouts, the Android Messages app, um, Duo, that other one I forget, I was Allo. I guess it's just, no, so annoying. Yeah, like, well, and then default Android SMS messages, so that's really, it. it's a shit show for Google, and I don't know if they're going to fix it. Like, honestly, I feel like they could consolidate Google Voice and Hangouts together into one, and then they can consolidate, like, Allo and Messages, and um, they have another one all together. Let's see, and they already tried. Have, like, Google Voice. But they tried Voice plus Hangouts, and it's like it works, but it still turned out pretty bad. They just they, they need to make it more seamless, and then if they decide to keep Hangouts around, they have to like I think they have to rebuild it completely, or just oh, move yeah. like or Hangouts just move is... back to Google Voice, I guess. Because also with Hangouts, there it looks like they're like making it more of a, a Slack competitor instead of like a personal thing. That that is kind of true, but I don't know. I don't know what Google's doing. They just need to kill some messaging apps and start focusing on one or two. Like I totally get having Hangouts and Allo. Like Hangouts could be like your your like more enterprise like power user, and Allo could be your like your main consumer, whatever. Yeah, I could see it, especially with Google Assistant. That makes sense. Yeah, so like Hangouts does all your like your enterprise stuff, your like your private messaging with like you know like like Slack competitor competitor really, yeah. and then Allo is just your main messaging app. We'll we'll see that. Let's see if they actually do it though. Um, yeah. If we want to like keep rolling on the Google train, uh, you want to talk about let's say Google I/O is May seventeenth to the nineteenth. Uh, yeah, amphitheater. So. Yeah, it's kind of cool how they did the whole puzzle thing. There's like a, a Discord uh, chat group that we're like trying to figure it out and go through like the GitHub repository and like a YouTube video and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Just like a scavenger hunt. Yeah, it was like the GitHub repository with like coordinates and then the link to like a YouTube video and then the transcription were was like more coordinates. Let me pull. Yeah. More coordinates and okay, and Andrew Police says the third puzzle reveals yet another location in Poland and the fourth riddle was corrupted images of Thailand. And then altogether it was like shoreline amphitheater. And it gave you like the Discord channel was solving puzzles, so they had it May seventeenth to nineteenth. That's actually like really cool that they did that. Yeah, like I I didn't hear about it until today. I looked at the repository. Like I could have tried to go through it because like you just look at the JavaScript file and you could see the coordinates there, but that's too much work. I'm lazy, <laughs> and they've already figured it out, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but that's but that's um, cool though. Hopefully we can we can go this this year. Yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye on everything. I last year they said Shoreline Amphitheater was like it wasn't that great of an event venue. 
like people like developers were complaining about being out in the sun all day and there was long lines and a lot of the venues were too small so i'm kind of surprised they went back with it yeah but that might be just because google io is growing like at this probably at a similar pace to ces so maybe they just weren't prepared for that that's true, but like that's the thing though. Google sells the tickets. They like they know how many people are coming. They like they can issue surveys and like get an idea of what everyone does. Like you, they have your company's information on hand. And since you're a developer, more often than not, you're a developer. You have the like your app in the store, so they kind of have an idea of what you're going to want to target. So they should be able to like break everything down to like what developers want to do, like, they should see that Daydream's going to be the biggest event because there's 200 people going for for Daydream apps, and then they see something for, like, Android Wear only has 100 developers. So they're like, well, we don't have this big of a venue. They should be able to see all that, though. Yeah, but I thought, like, with the schedule, you could just decide um, where to go, like, days before, right? So... They don't. They're not necessarily fully prepared. Well, I think the days before is they release the schedule days before because I know the press gets some of the schedules like a few days beforehand, like everybody else. Like I think they have it all set out. They just don't want to release anything and like leak information. Yeah, yeah, but that makes sense with like knowing how many people go. So I don't know. Maybe Google's just lazy as well. Could be. Okay, let's talk about HP. HP is recalling 101,000 101, batteries due to a fire hazard. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about this. Ugh. That's crazy. <laughs> but, like, so it included... It like five different, five different laptop. laptop models, right? Yep, HP Compact, HP ProBook, HP Envy, Compact, Presio and HP Pavilion notebooks. I actually have an HP Pavilion notebook that's a part of this recall. Oh, wow. Have you had any like heating issues though? Um, I don't use that laptop that much, so I don't really know, but it's concerning because the laptop's like two or three years old now, and now they're just telling me about this. Like, like I don't understand. Yeah, this is this is worse than Samsung's. But how, how does it look for HP? Like I feel like Samsung's was just a botched recall. What do you mean like like, like Samsung you had to return the whole phone like HP they're just asking for the battery. A lot of these batteries are removable batteries. Okay, yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know, but like, I mean, the fact that it's like three a three year old laptop, and they're recalling it right now, like that looks in terms of like their publicity, that looks worse. Yeah, I'm curious how like consumers feel about this because I feel like most most people buy like the the HP pavilions and the HP like uh, compacts, like. I didn't even know the Compact Presio Parsario was a, still a laptop being made, so mm-hmm. that might be one thing. HP Venvi, I know everyone buys that laptop too. 
Yeah, a lot of these are like laptops that you buy for college students. Um, yeah, like five, $500 devices. Yeah, exactly. It's just scary to think that I could have multiple devices in my home that could at any time just explode and <laughs> then they'd be recalled like months or weeks later. And I'm like, that's kind of unsettling. I wonder if the, what is it, the FCC? I wonder if they'll start banning these laptops too. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it scares me. I'm like, my phone's going to blow up one day and it's going to kill me. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's talk about Trump. So maybe Trump can use, I've, uh, can use HP laptops and Note 7s to, uh, you know, <laughs> do some peace. That, that's a little drastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, it's his first week in office. Things have kind of gone crazy. Like, I, I wanted the best for Trump, like, I didn't vote for him, but I wanted him to do the, like the best that he could, and not like have this shit show that he's doing right now. Yeah, um, like my my problem with like all these protests is that like I'm not a fan of Trump either, but he is the president, so like for the sake of the country, I hope that he does the best job he can. Yeah, like well, some of the protests, like the women's march, I kind of like. I I don't agree with them, but I that's your right to democracy there, like freedom of speech, right to protest, and like right to assemble, like everyone yeah, like that was saying like no, like that's how we became a country in the first place. Yeah, so I go like I wouldn't say I agree with them, but I um I understand their reasoning for going out and having those massive marches. At the same time. What's going on in the Trump administration is like alarming. Like, he put gag orders. Like, you're not allowed to tweet. You're not allowed to Facebook. You're not allowed to like do anything, like, on social media. That was kind of like alarming. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it came out that Trump's Twitter account was leaked linked to a Gmail account. Like, <laughs> not only that, but his POTUS, the the official like United States POTUS. Uh, Twitter was linked to a Gmail account too. Oh, uh, okay. Like, how how safe is that? Well, I know also um, Twitter was having some issues. Um, who's the Twitter CEO? I forget. Jack Dorsey. Yeah, I think it was Jack that um, like he he tweeted about messing up the the POTUS, and then the POTUS was it forty three, right? How many? What's what's Trump is what the forty Fifth president, Fifth. right? Yes. Yeah, so the POTUS so 44 and the 44. POTUS accounts. Some people were automatically following the POTUS account, even though they weren't currently, just from, like, the way that it worked on the back end. I'm not sure. So I know they, like, were yeah, messing a lot of that stuff up. I don't know how many people that affected, but I think that was because, what, they transferred the old POTUS account over and they wanted everybody to follow the new POTUS account, so they, like, Wanted to keep the followers on both POTUS accounts. Yeah, so that's you had what to, like, it was. Duplicate it. So you, you transferred one, you transferred to a new name, and then that the next POTUS account, you just had everyone follow it. And I think when they pressed like have everyone follow it, it was like a 
anyone probably who's ever followed POTUS got followed to that account. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Just kind of, it's weird for Twitter to mess something up like that. But it's crazy how it was linked to a Gmail account. Like, it's kind of a, like a security risk, almost. I feel like it could be because a simple, like, phishing scam could get a Gmail account, like, fairly easily. And I don't know if it's two-factor authentication on that Gmail account. The Twitter account more than likely had two-factor authentication if they're, like, somewhat, like, smart. But if both of that was off, that could have, like, been a disaster because we've seen, like, a tweet affect stock prices, stock market, like, mm-hmm. governments across the world. So if POTUS tweeted, like, uh, we were going to war with Mexico, that could greatly affect something over the course of like 10 minutes until it was like officially like confirmed and not denied yeah that's dangerous for sure like i have a feeling that they don't have two-factor just because the government and social media don't really mix too well they have to have two-factor on otherwise like the you can guess some of those passwords in like two three hours even at the hardest like password length uh, like Sean Spicer, the Sp- Spicer Spicer, the the press secretary tweeted out some some uh, uh, like random characters, and they thought they were passwords. And there's like this website to check how long it would take to break into those passwords. And one of them was like ten minutes, the other one was like twenty two minutes, and they were like mm-hmm. random randomly generated passwords. It looked like so it's kind of they have to have two factor on. No way that they don't. <laughs> you never know though <laughs> like you hope you can hope for the best I really hope so um, so what do you think about like Trump saying no tweeting for government agencies like in the national park or anything like I don't feel like he should have a say in any of that um, I kind of get where he's coming from because like the national park uh, accounts really shouldn't um, like they should be tweeting what like news or like openings and stuff like that. Nothing related to um, nothing political. Yeah. Nothing political. But at the same time, I like think... I don't think he has a right to mandate any of that stuff. Yeah. That's, that's if because it is government at the same time, it's like, do we want, government reaching into all of that like like do we want the like president saying that the national parks shouldn't be able to tweet like i don't know um the last the last thing is um the fcc chair like uh, that's just really scary yes like and this is i I thought we were done with this like this is scary as hell like i really hope that net neutrality is maintained and this uh the fcc chair does not you know get anything passed i i feel like he can reverse some of it but do like okay i was gonna say do these companies really want to like do things that like do fast lanes and stuff but then i'm like at&t is already kind of doing it with their direct tv they're not like putting any of the data to your your uh, AT&T mobile bill 
they're not counting it against you. So I can totally see all these companies like starting to charge fast lanes and starting to charge Netflix more than Amazon Prime if they cut deals. So I can see that happening. Also, um, so this FCC chair, Ajit, Ajit Pai, like what's his, I don't understand his argument of like it um, promotes innovation and investment. Like, do you, do you know why he's saying that? I'm just trying to like so understand. So the Republican thought process for the FCC is if we're like we're regulating government in such a way, it puts a strain on like Comcast or AT&T or uh, other telecom providers to actually uh, go out and and innovate and and bring change to the industry because they're so burdened down by these regulations. They can't do everything they believe they can accomplish when there's not these regulations here. So like where Wheeler like sought to like restrict cable mergers the new FCC might be more indifferent to them and and like that stuff is where you you start getting problems with uh breaking net neutrality or just disbanding it altogether when you have too many like centralized powers you get monopolies and these monopolies start doing things that are not in the views of consumers but in the views of their business so that's really their argument it's like hmm. it's like the regulatory laws are just their their brush they're they're causing you to like have to cut all through this junk and it's taking longer than they need to do things so right we can, we can see i, I feel like we can yeah. change it yeah, i feel like as long as like i don't know if there's maybe a compromise between the two like obviously the open web is is the correct choice um i mean i guess that's opinionated but that's kind of what the internet has always been about i feel like maybe there's like a compromise there but as long as we're not trying to change what the internet is currently yeah if we can keep the internet as it is that's the best but i also think when everyone tries to start these like changes to the government, the FCC and all that. There's gonna be a lot of protests. There's gonna be a lot of like outcries on the internet. So that could like potentially stop a lot of it. Right, but last time we had um I forgot what the two uh bills were, but um they were pretty close to getting passed. I mean there was like a lot of outcry about them, but it's still it was, it was scarily close. And I think as long as we stop them, that's all that matters. Like, even if they get close, it's not the end of the world. Like, sometimes the stuff will get close. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, Trump's kind of causing issues that I, th I thought we already solved. But that's just how it is. Totally. So, um, I think that's all we have for this week, right? Um, well, do you want to talk about the Facebook VR? The... Nah, Hugo. Hugo's got enough news on him. <laughs> I don't know if it's that important. We've gone a little over and over anyway. Okay, cool. So, all right. Everyone can find us on Twitter, 
Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, did I say Twitter, Snapchat, Digital Bounds, digitalbounds.com for the latest news, rants, uh, anything about technology. Sunny, your Twitter handle again? Uh, Sunny saying hi Might be in the okay, show notes this land. time. <laughs> I included them this time, promise you. I've already done it. I've already done it. I've already I've already included them. There we go. Um if you like this this podcast, this episode, rate us on iTunes six stars and tell us what you think about uh net neutrality and Trump administration. Uh I think that's it. Yeah. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you.